Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. Our good old solar system is actually a pretty bizarre place. Well, with all its out-of-this-world phenomena that we humans haven't managed to explain yet, there are rumors that a gigantic, undiscovered planet is hiding behind Neptune. Volcanoes on Pluto spew ice. And a colossal canyon on Mars can accommodate the whole U.S. territory and most of Cleveland. Well, let's figure out if it's true by talking about the most mystifying solar system facts. The solar system is 4.6 billion years old. So old, it's a senior solar system. Scientists came to this conclusion after they studied the oldest material they managed to get a hold of. And by that, I mean meteorites, of course. You won't be able to wear a hat on Venus, ever. And just try to stand on your feet. The planet is insanely windy. Its upper winds blow 50 times faster than the planet rotates. What's more, these fierce winds never stop and can get even stronger with time. Want to get away? You'll have to travel 11 billion miles away from Earth before ever leaving the solar system. Take your Google Maps with you. You probably heard of methane gas, a byproduct of natural processes such as volcanic activity and cows. Anyway, this gas is not only a part of the Martian atmosphere, but also the thing that confuses astronomers to no end. The thing is that the volume of methane on Mars keeps wavering, and scientists just can't figure out where it might be coming from. Can there be cows on Mars? As you may remember, Pluto used to be a planet but was stripped of this title in 2006. Later, it was reclassified as a dwarf planet. Gee, make up your mind! But the most unexpected fact about this celestial body is that its diameter is smaller than that of the U.S. See for yourself. The greatest distance across the country, from Maine to Northern California, is about 2,800 miles. As for Pluto, it's only 1,473 miles across. The planet Uranus, or Uranus, you can't win either way, rotates on its side, and astronomers have no idea why the planet has chosen such an unusual position. The culprits could be ancient mega-powerful collisions, but so far it's just a theory. By the way, this is the only planet laying on its side. Our sun is insanely massive. Want some proof? 
Well, 99.86% of all the mass in the solar system is in the mass of the Sun. In particular, the hydrogen and helium it's made of. The remaining 0.14% is mostly the mass of the solar system's eight planets. On the surface of Jupiter, there's a weird region that's called the Great Red Spot. Recently, astronomers have concluded that this spot is actually a storm that's been raging on the planet for centuries. But some 20 years ago, scientists noticed that the red region started to shrink. Nowadays, it's just half the size it used to be. And still, the spot is one and a half times bigger than Earth. Now, as much as we love epic space battles with blasters cutting through the black void and causing cheerful booms, that's not exactly what happens when something explodes in the big black. Space is basically vacuum, meaning it has no oxygen. And oxygen is an essential part of any process of burning we have here on Earth. You might argue that stars can burn and explode into supernova, but that's not exactly true either. Stars don't rely on oxygen, so they're not burning. There are constant thermonuclear reactions going on inside them. So a spaceship can only explode like that if it has a nuclear power plant installed in it. If it doesn't, then the only special effect you get is a brief flash that disappears in the blink of an eye. Liquid oxygen, which is often on board spaceships, is very quick to burn out in the vacuum of outer space. As for the boom, oxygen plays a crucial role here too. Sound only travels thanks to molecules of air bumping into each other. Since there's no air in space, the whole scene would be pretty much absolutely silent. And that's not a bad thing either. Just imagine how deafening would the sun be if the sound could travel in space. Despite what many sci-fi directors want us to believe, there's no dark side to the moon. Our satellite is tidally locked with Earth, meaning it's always turned to us with one side, while the other always looks away. The sun is much farther from us than the moon, and we're both turning round and round, warming and lighting this side and that in turn. It means that once in every short while, the moon is lit by the sun from either side. It's just that we can't see it from where we are. While things appear weightless in outer space, there's actual gravity all over the place. It becomes weaker the further you get from a heavy object, like our planet, but it's still there. In fact, there's not a single place in the universe that isn't affected by gravity of this or that cosmic object. Everything that has mass has gravity as well. Yes, even you and me. But space objects are so massive that they tug smaller things towards them. That's why the planets of the solar system orbit around the Sun, and our whole Milky Way galaxy orbits around its own center. Scientists believe there's a supermassive black hole there, about 4 million times heavier than the Sun, which keeps all the stars and systems from flying apart. Our movie hero leaves the orbit of Mars on their trusty spaceship and heads on towards Jupiter. Their face is grim and determined, even though they know what threat awaits them ahead – the asteroid belt. They pitch and yaw, dodging the asteroid flying at enormous speeds toward the spacecraft, but one of them still hits it. No, just a scratch, thankfully. Finally, our hero leaves the danger zone and wipes the sweat from the brow with a shaking hand. Sounds familiar, but couldn't be further from the truth. Asteroids in the belt between Mars and Jupiter are so few and far between that if you ever travel through it, you might not even encounter one the whole way. 
There are about 1.5 million sizable space rocks flying there, give or take a half million. But let's not forget, space is a vast place. The distance between two asteroids of any significant size would be millions of miles. So a space chase with two ships weaving between floating rocks would be quite boring in there. Space is often depicted as a black, cold, and desolate place, especially when a movie astronaut leaves the safety of their spaceship. Everything about this description is okay, except for the cold part. It's only true if you find yourself in some really far corner of our galaxy that has no nearby stars. But if you're, for example, in the Earth's orbit and directly facing the Sun, the temperature in the cosmic vacuum could reach a scorching 250 degrees. That's why spacesuits are white. This color reflects light better than any other. Still, the temperature at your back, which isn't exposed to the sun's rays, can be really freezing indeed. Heat doesn't spread equally through space, so if you're not turned towards a heat source, you get very, very cold. Speaking about the sun, it somehow always appears yellow in movies. The fact is, the color we see from Earth is an optical illusion created by our planet's atmosphere, just as the blue sky during the day. The light from the sun spreads in the atmosphere and gets distorted, making colorful spectacles at dawn and dusk. In the vacuum of space, there's nothing to reflect the light, so the sun appears as it really is – white. That ball of glowing gas is that hot. There's a bright flash in the sky, followed by a tail of smoke, and a red-hot space rock crashes into the ground, leaving a huge, charred crater after impact. Well. Although the smoky tail and the crater are partly true, meteorites don't really have a chance to become that hot while falling. Meteorite is an asteroid that somehow entered the Earth's atmosphere and survived the friction enough to fall on the surface. This happens pretty often, we just don't usually see those rocks because they're normally quite small and fall into uninhabited areas. But even if one falls within a city, The crater would appear because of the sheer speed of the meteorite, not its heat. They do get much hotter because of friction, yet not so much as to burn everything on the ground on impact. As much as we want to believe in instant communication between spaceships and planets, it's not possible, at least not yet. Modern communication systems rely on radio signals that have a pretty slow speed compared to the vast expanses of space. It would take years for such a signal to travel even one light year, let alone hundreds and thousands. If you want to send a message to a galaxy far, far away, be prepared to wait a couple of millennia and then a couple more to receive a reply. On that note, space is not as crowded and full of events as is often shown on the silver screen. It's mostly a rather lonely place where planets, stars, and other objects are separated by billions of miles of nothingness. Even if you have a spaceship that can travel at the speed of light, most of the time you'll only see black void full of stars and planets far away. The distances are enormous out there, even between the closest objects. For a better understanding, the Moon, which you can see so well on a clear night, is about 239,000 miles away, as like traveling around the Earth almost 10 times in a row. Warp drives that can distort space-time and get you to a distant corner of an alien galaxy in the blink of an eye, that's a staple of any space opera. Spaceships capable of such a feat are always shown as instantly accelerating from zero to faster than light. 
According to the law of physics, people on board should, well, at least be pushed into their seats hard. More strictly speaking, no one would be able to survive such an acceleration because it's too many Gs on a fragile human body. Until we find a way to reduce the effects of overload, we can't even start thinking of space warps. Water isn't the rarest and most precious resource in the universe. In fact, there's a humongous space cloud several million light-years away from us that consists entirely of water. Its reserves would be enough to fill all our oceans 140 trillion times over. And many planets, some even in our solar system, seem to have liquid water on them. The most precious resource in space is life. And that requires a lot more stuff to appear than just liquid water. Astronauts are often shown working out on the ISS and sci-fi space stations. And that much is true, they do need physical activity. But the reason isn't that they need strong bodies to work in space. The gravity out there is much weaker, and astronauts don't use their muscles as much as on Earth. So when they come back to the surface, gravity hits them as a sledgehammer, and their bodies feel squishy. To alleviate those effects, they train every day. Although they say we can see millions of stars on a clear starry night, that number is much more modest, about 3,000. All the rest are other objects that are also luminous and mistaken for stars. Planets, distant galaxies, and even artificial satellites. They're simply being illuminated by real stars, just like the moon, and become seen. But because they're that far away, we can't tell if they're stars or not. Still, you gotta admit, it's all still pretty cool. Let's do some quick math. A commercial airplane can fly at 575 miles per hour. Our rockets fly into space at 26,400 miles per hour. But this asteroid breaks all records and zooms at 33,000 miles per hour. That's 43 times faster than the speed of sound. At that speed, you could cross the Atlantic Ocean in just 5 minutes. The worst part is that this thing could crash into the Earth. This is asteroid 2021 RX-9. It's 120 feet wide. That makes it one-third the size of a football field. It was only recently discovered, and scientists were able to calculate its orbit. It's not round like most planets. It's an ellipse, like if you squeezed a donut a little bit. RX-9 begins its journey toward the center of the solar system, about 273 million miles from the Sun. It crosses the asteroid belt, then the orbit of Mars and the orbit of Earth. It makes a circle around our star and then shoots back like a slingshot. The asteroid will move away from the Sun until the star's gravity forces it to begin its return journey. RX-9 makes one such round trip in two and a half Earth years. Although the orbit of this asteroid intersects with that of our planet, it's not dangerous to us. The closest it'll get to Earth is seven and a half Earth-Moon distances. But there are many other asteroids in space. RX-9 could collide with them and change its trajectory. Uh-oh. And that could put it on the list of potentially hazardous asteroids. And this thing is asteroid 2021 NY1, and it's already on the list. It's as big as two Statues of Liberty, and it's moving through space at 6 miles per second. So this asteroid could take you to the moon in just 11 hours. Its orbit is also elliptical. Its far point lies somewhere between the asteroid belt and Jupiter, at 3.9 Earth-Sun distances. The closest point of its orbit to the Sun is right near the Earth's orbit. 
asteroid NY1 as past Earth at only four Earth-Moon distances. It'll make a circle around the Sun and head back to its starting position. The asteroid makes a complete orbit in almost four Earth years. The record for the closest approach to Earth belongs to asteroid 2020 VT4. It's a rock the size of a bus, and it flew at an altitude of 230 miles above Earth. For comparison, the International Space Station orbits our planet at 250 miles. So it literally flew over our heads in the region of the South Pacific Ocean. And we didn't even know this asteroid existed. It flew over the Earth at daytime, and we couldn't see it because of the sun's light. Scientists only learned about this asteroid 15 hours later. If it had fallen on Earth, well, let's say we could have had a very bad day. Although this asteroid was small, it was moving extremely fast. That gave it a tremendous amount of energy. But we have a shield that protects us from space rocks, our atmosphere. It's full of air particles. So when an asteroid enters our atmosphere, it begins to break against these particles because of friction. This heats up the asteroid so much that it begins to burn. This is the reason why the bottoms of our space shuttles were protected with black tiles. They could withstand temperatures up to 2,300 degrees Fahrenheit. So if an asteroid is small, it could burn up completely in the atmosphere and turn to dust. If you look at it from Earth, it would look like a falling star. Scientists believe that any asteroid under 80 feet in diameter will burn up completely in the atmosphere and cause no harm. But an asteroid larger than 1.5 miles can do a lot of damage. And we know of such an asteroid that regularly passes by our planet. 4179 Teutatis. It's 3.3 miles wide, so it's bigger than Central Park in New York. And if you put this rock on scales, well, it'll show 5 plus 11 zeros tons. That's heavy. The most frightening thing is that this asteroid moves in a chaotic orbit because it's constantly being affected by Earth and Jupiter. It's like the planets are playing ping-pong with this giant rock. It also causes the asteroid to rotate like crazy. If you were on the surface of Teutatis, you would see that our Sun constantly rises and sets in completely different places. Because of this chaos, scientists can only predict the movement of this asteroid 50 years in advance. In 2004, it came within four Earth-Moon distances from our planet. Fortunately, there's a chance that one day, it'll leave our solar system. Jupiter or Earth will launch it into distant space like a slingshot. But if it did fall to Earth, it would cause gigantic tsunamis and earthquakes all over the planet. Then the existence of our civilization would be in question. A similar catastrophe happened about 66 million years ago. At that time, I wasn't around then, but I heard about it. An asteroid the size of Manhattan flew toward Earth. The sun heated its surface and vaporized the material from it. The dust and steam turned into a giant tail that glowed brightly in the night sky. The night before it fell, it was the brightest object in the sky, perhaps even brighter than the moon. The moment this asteroid entered Earth's atmosphere, it caused a popping noise so powerful that you could hear it on the other side of our planet. It began to burn. Small fragments began to fall from the main body of the meteorite. Some of them burned up completely in the atmosphere, but others fell to the surface. The moment of impact, the mass and speed of the meteorite gave it colossal energy of about 100 teratons in TNT equivalent. That's a big boom. All this energy turned into heat. It was literally a wall of fire that spread around the impact site and burned everything in its path. 
The blast wave from the touchdown circled our planet several times. It caused a tsunami with waves higher than the Empire State Building and earthquakes so strong that the ground literally cracked. After this incident, about 95% of all life on Earth ceased to exist. The meteor left behind a crater as wide as 66 Golden Gate Bridges, and it was so deep you could stick two Mount Everests in there. And there are still many objects in the asteroid belt behind Mars that pose a threat to Earth. Like Ceres, it's not just any asteroid, it's a dwarf planet. Although it has a mass of only 1% of that of the Moon and is as wide as Texas, yeehaw, it gravitationally affects the orbits of Earth and Mars. A collision with an asteroid of that size would simply destroy the Earth, tearing it to pieces. So, humanity must learn how to avoid colliding with dangerous asteroids. Here, we have two options. Destroy the asteroid, or make it change its trajectory and fly past Earth. Destroying a huge rock that weighs as much as an entire city is difficult. So, we stick with the second option. We can send a spaceship with explosives there, and then do a little boom. Only, we don't have to drill a hole to plant this present inside the asteroid. The boom has to be right above the surface and pointing upwards. Then, according to the law of physics, the asteroid will shift down a little bit. Even if the asteroid moves only a few feet, on a cosmic scale, this would dramatically change its trajectory. Another option is a gravity tractor. The principle is simple. Any object that has mass also has gravity. Even you. Yes, you have your own gravitational force. So our plan is to send an unmanned spacecraft to the space rock. It would just have to hover over the surface of the asteroid. Then the space rock will attract the spacecraft, but the craft's engines will resist. As a result, the asteroid itself will start pulling toward the spacecraft. Voila! Earth is saved! We can also use solar power. All we have to do is build a giant space station out of thousands of magnifying lenses and send it to the sun. When we spot a dangerous asteroid, the station will focus the sun's rays on the surface of the asteroid. The ice from its surface will begin to evaporate and move upward. The reactive force will push the asteroid down. Or deliver a giant cloak of shiny material like foil to the asteroid. If you wrap the asteroid in such material, it'll reflect the sun's rays. Again, the rays are reflected one way and push the asteroid slightly the other way. This method can only work if we have a few years to spare before the asteroid arrives. Another strategy is to attach a solar sail to the asteroid. It would work like a parachute, only it won't be breaking against the air, but against the sun's rays. And the simplest option? We could attach conventional rocket engines to the asteroid. Then we can not only change the trajectory of its flight, but also control it. And if a big asteroid appears on the horizon, we can use the controlled space rock as a giant ram. In most sci-fi movies about space, the main character gets into an asteroid belt and must dodge countless rocks that threaten to damage their spacecraft. Well, sorry to disappoint, but that's nothing like the real thing. The only asteroid belt astronomers know about is located between Mars and Jupiter. There are thousands of asteroids in this region, but they're so widely spaced that the chance of collision is next to nothing. Ah, you just ruined it. Sorry. Behind the orbit of Neptune lies the mysterious Kuiper Belt, filled with massive icy objects. The most curious thing about this space formation, though, is that scientists can't explain the pattern of its movement. 
The only explanation they have is that Neptune might be hiding a ginormous planet from our side. This hypothetical planet has already got the name Planet 9, and all we have to do is wait until its existence is confirmed. Or not. Volcanoes on Earth are as different from those on Pluto as fire and ice. And I mean it. While we have volcanoes spilling lava on our planet, the volcanoes on Pluto spit ice. When frozen water expands, and this enormous pressure builds up until one day, bang, the ice erupts. In the process, a new cryovolcano gets formed. One of Saturn's moons, Lapidus, has a unique color. It's two-toned. One of its hemispheres is light and the other is eerily dark. Scientists haven't figured out this mystery yet. There's another weird thing about Pluto, or rather, about its atmosphere. First, it rises way higher above the surface of the dwarf planet than, for example, the Earth's atmosphere. What's more, the atmosphere on Pluto has more than 20 layers, and all of them are super cold and very condensed. We live inside the Sun. No, I don't mean that we're inhabitants of the red-hot ball of light approximately 93 million miles away. The thing is that the Sun's atmosphere stretches far beyond its visible surface, and our planet is right within its reach. In fact, it's the gusts of solar wind that create the breathtaking phenomenon known as the northern and southern lights. The ocean on Jupiter is larger than any other on the rest of the solar system's planets. But wait! It's not the type of ocean you're thinking about. The one on Jupiter isn't made of water. This mesmerizing thing consists of metallic hydrogen, and its depth is a staggering 25,000 miles, which is almost the same as the circumference of the Earth. The Sun's atmosphere is hotter than the surface of the star. While on the surface, the temperature reaches 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit, the upper atmosphere heats up to millions of degrees. Scientists suspect that explosive bursts of heat from the Sun about Saturn's, about Saturn's beautiful rings in the 1600s is about 100 billion solar systems. And if that's just our galaxy alone, can you imagine how many there are in the whole universe? At any given moment here on Earth, you can stumble across a rock that's arrived from Mars. After scientists analyzed the chemical content of some meteorites found in the Sahara Desert, Antarctica, and other places on our planet, they came to the shocking conclusion that they have a Martian origin. Since Mercury is the closest planet to the Sun, many people simply assume that it's also the hottest. And that's where they get it wrong, because, in fact, Venus, which is about 30 million miles further from the Sun than Mercury, is way hotter. The thing is that Venus has an incredibly thick atmosphere, which is 100 times denser than the one we have on Earth. On top of that, this atmosphere consists almost entirely of carbon dioxide, also known as a greenhouse gas. These factors make the temperatures on the planet rise to a staggering 875 degrees Fahrenheit, which is hot enough to melt lead. As for Mercury, its maximum temperatures reach only 800 degrees. Jupiter's moon, Io, exists in never-ending chaos due to hundreds of smoking volcanoes on its surface. If you ever visit this place, send me a postcard. Now, you'll see the smoke from these volcanoes billowing up high into Lowe's atmosphere. The most enormous volcano in the whole solar system, at least that we know of, is on Mars. 
The size of this monster is almost as great as the state of Arizona, and its height is as big as that of Mount Everest. How did it grow this huge? The answer is simple. There's much less gravity on Mars in comparison with our planet. Even if you're a tiny celestial body, you can still have a moon of your own. Hey, it's not that hard. In 1993, the Galileo probe was traveling past a miniature asteroid that was no bigger than 20 miles across and discovered the little thing had a one-mile-wide moon. Since then, astronomers have found tons of moons orbiting minor planets in our solar system. The valley called Valles Marineris on Mars is more than 10 times larger than Earth's Grand Canyon. And it's another thing that puzzles astronomers. After all, Mars isn't a planet with active plate tectonics. Galaxies, planets, comets, asteroids, stars, space bodies are things we can actually see in space. But they make up less than 5% of the total universe. Dark matter, one of the biggest mysteries in space, is the name we use for all the mass in the universe that's still invisible to us. There's a lot of it. It may even make 25% of the universe. Dark energy makes the rest of the 70% of the universe. Scientists don't know much about it, but they think dark energy could be behind the increasing expansion of the entire universe, while dark matter slows it down. Dark matter doesn't interact with us in any way that we know of, nor does it interact with itself. If it did, we might be able to find dark matter galaxies, dark matter planets, or such objects. Now, astronomers have found the largest hole we've ever seen in the universe. It's the giant void that spreads a billion light-years across. They found it accidentally. One of the research team members was a little bit bored and wanted to check out how things were going in the direction of the cold spot. That's an anomaly in the cosmic microwave background map, or in short, CMB. It's a faint glow of light that falls on our planet from different directions and fills the universe. It's been streaming through space for almost 14 billion years as the afterglow that occurred after the Big Bang. But instead of CMB, they realized there's a giant area way colder than they'd expected. The team started tracking radio signals, but there were no radio sources in that whole volume. That means there are no galaxies or clusters, and since it's so cold, there's no dark matter either, or regular matter, so it really doesn't matter. The giant void is empty, and researchers think it could consist of dark energy. Light can still pass through it. It's not the only void in space, but it's the biggest one we've found. The area around a star is habitable when it's not too cold or too hot for liquid water to exist on the planet surrounding it. Let's say our planet was where Pluto is. It's too far from the sun, which means our ocean and big parts of its atmosphere would freeze. But if the Earth was in Mercury's place, we'd be too close to the sun, and the water on our planet would evaporate. Such habitable area is called the Goldilocks zone. So you can see where planets are located and assume if they have a chance for life on their surface. But Europa, one of Jupiter's moons, definitely breaks the rule. It's outside of the Goldilocks zone, but still kept warm. Not from the sun directly, but Jupiter and its moons that actually pump energy into Europa. Europa changes its shape as it circles around Jupiter. It's similar to tides rising and falling on our planet. Water on the Earth changes its shape as a response to the tidal forces of our moon. When the same happens with a solid object, the object is stressed. That's how you pump energy into that object. It's like you're playing racquetball. 
You hit the ball around a couple of times before you start playing like you're warming it up. You kind of distort the ball every time you smack it. The surface of Europa is frozen, but it has cracks in the ice. You can see ridges in the ice where there's a crack. Then those flying chunks shift and refreeze. You'd see a similar thing if you could fly over the Arctic Ocean in the wintertime. There are ice sheets constantly breaking and refreezing. So Europa can't completely freeze. Scientists think there could be an ocean of liquid water under the icy surface. Europa is not the only moon where this is happening. Another of Jupiter's moons, Io, is also warm because of such tidal forces. Io also has volcanoes erupting from within all the time. So it's not only that the Sun warms the space bodies and pumps them with energy. Many experts agree the universe might come to its end about 3 to 22 billion years from now. It's expanding all the time, which means it formed from a compact state. If it has a beginning, it's probably going to have an end as well. Yeah, I won't be around for that. One of the popular theories says the growth will slow down, and gravity will become the powerful force that will make the universe shrink. That will lead to complete chaos. Galaxies, stars, planets, space bodies, they will all move, collide, and, you know, destroy one another. It's like the reverse Big Bang. Huge chaos, but this time, everything collapses. Well, on that cheery note, always stay on the bright side of life.